Josh Bertaccini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. It's time for the real NWA JB. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JB. Okay, all right. Because it's all about the little things. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at therealnwajp.com. You were man on fire last night on the post. <laughs> Your boy is back. And that! This is primetime television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. All right, 7.05 on this December the 20th. It is 2023, and it's getting away from us fast, isn't it? 12 days away from a new calendar year. Christmas is now five days out, so we're getting ourselves real close on that bad boy, too. How are you? You feeling all right? Shopping done? Settling into a little Christmas break? Maybe. Some folks hanging out with the kiddos already. Had a couple buddies wish me a Merry Christmas and Happy Christmas week uh, the last couple days. It's not Christmas week. I'm not trying to rain in your parade, nor am I trying to be grinchy with it. This is not Christmas week, my friends. Um, Christmas is coming up around the corner on Monday next week. Okay. So what we'll do is we'll take next week and we'll call it Christmas week and we can all get a little bit of downtime, but we're not there yet. We're getting there by the day. Thank you so much for being a part of this program of ours. Four months into this operation, this week completes four months. That's it. That's all we got is four months. Yeah. Four months on the new operation, 12 years on the previous Razorback based program. And what three years on the one in the river Valley before that, you would think I was a little bit hung up on this sec thing. Y'all make it fun for me every day. What a phenomenal audience you are. So much support and enthusiasm for the new program as we approach 100 shows in, morning and post-game programming. And, uh, man, good to have some hecklers in the room each and every day, too. You would think listening to hecklers that the whole thing was just a complete disaster from the jump. It's not really the case at all, but, I mean, you need somebody out there to just be that devil's advocate voice, don't you? I play that voice a lot in Arkansas Razorback land. Christmas time. Oh, Christmas time. Is that the chipmunk song? For some reason, that's in my head today. Um, what's the gift that you're most wanting to give to the Arkansas Razorbacks? Why don't we start the conversation there? Let's make you Santa Claus. Let's make you Mr. and Mrs. Santa Claus. And now you're you're trying to decide whether or not the Razorbacks have been good this year. Have they earned gifts? Have they done what is what is needed to be done to deserve a package from you? And if so. Mr. Razorback Santa Claus, what would you get him? I mean, if you could get any gift, it could be a spiritual gift. It could be a metaphorical gift. It could be anything you want it to be. What are you trying to give to the Arkansas Razorbacks this Christmas season? It's a big picture philosophical question, but it's also a practical one. Like you could argue that you just want to see a national championship in something. Maybe you want that natty for Dave Van Horn. I hear a lot of people say that they'd like nothing more than Dave, than for Dave Van Horn to close the deal and get himself a national championship. Okay. Okay. That would work for me. That would be a good gift for the diamond hog baseball team this time of year. What else might you consider as a gift? What about a point guard for basketball? <laughs> We talked at length about that yesterday. Three, 400 votes in Twitter, Facebook, on the show, live as well. There's no consensus right now, y'all, about who the point guard is for this operation. There is no consensus because I'm not sure you have a guy right now. So maybe that would be a fantastical kind of wish for the basketball team. Think about it. Five minutes into the conversation. 
10 past 7 o'clock, bright and early, each and every day, hopping on that radio with you at 7 a.m. sharp. Look at the hecklers. You mean 704? You mean 705? Okay, but I don't I don't play a five-minute commercial break for you leading in like you do on local radio or a five-minute break leading out. So plus minus 10 minutes there, okay? Okay. Uh, women's basketball. Do you care enough to wish for change? I mean, they're going nowhere fast. What are we, seven years in? Ugh. Talk about a seven-year itch. Arkansas Razorback women's basketball has done nothing in seven years. Um, they just can't seem to get out of neutral. Players don't really, you know, fight for each other. You don't see any defensive effort, hardly ever. They jack threes. It's very entertaining basketball. Out of the Arkansas Razorback women's team. So I don't know. Maybe you wish for a different style for them. So if it's a point, look at me playing Razorback Santa Claus on the show today. This is fun. What's your gift? For the Arkansas Razorbacks this year. You got five days to shop for it. Uh, women's basketball, spirit and effort and teamwork. Men's basketball, a point guard. And maybe a little more restraint for the head coach, too. I think that's increasingly become part of the conversation about Eric Musselman. What a fantastic basketball mind he is. Such an X's and O's savant. The guy is obsessed with the game. He lives and breathes basketball. But his emotions... Can get the best of them like any human being. And I think Muss has been a little more on the hot-headed side this season. I think that's what you've seen out of him. So you hope that he's able to rein that in a little bit. We'll see how that plays out. But maybe some more restraint would be something you wish for Muss. Uh, baseball. I've been a healthy season. You know, I mentioned the national championship for David Horn, which the Hogs were one strike away from five years ago, five and a half years ago before the infamous Bermuda Triangle foul pop. I think I, I think injuries have really set them back the last couple of years. They've not been able to put together bona fide deep pitching staff. It's obviously forced them in the postseason. Like the Peyton Hold injury this year was devastating. And second, that guy was on fire. Was hitting like 500. And um, man, it just didn't happen for him. So maybe you wish that for baseball. What about softball? Courtney Dyfel. Such a leader of young women has done such a great job building that program into a juggernaut. And yet, what have they not done yet? Have not made it to the College World Series. Have not made it to Norman yet for the College World Series. So, I mean, that's what they're hoping for is a breakthrough one of these years. They've been knocking on the door, but haven't gotten into the final eight at the end of the year yet. Then there's football. Sam Pittman yesterday up at the podium with his new offensive line coach, Eric Mateos time permitting this morning, play a little bit of that coming up here. Brad Stamp's going to join us. Fayetteville high school basketball boys coach coming up here inside of half an hour. Get some hoops talking with him. Jackson Collier at eight o'clock hanging out 90 minutes live. These late night talk shows are what? Like 30 minutes, 60 minutes. We're doing 90 minutes live for you each and every morning. Of course, people's post game shows, after every Saturday game, football and basketball and baseball season, we're doing it all three sports all year round. And then a lot of big stuff planned on the play-by-play coverage for 2024. So we are barely scratching the surface on this Team B media operation. Back to football. What do you wish for there? What's your gift for the football team? Change? Is that a real gift? Sounds like a couple getting a divorce. Honey, what did you get me for Christmas this year? Um, here are your divorce papers. That's not a gift. I'm giving you the gift of change and a fresh start. You're breaking my heart. That's not a Christmas gift. That was a brutal scenario we envisioned there, wasn't it? I mean, change is good sometimes. Maybe not for Christmas. But I think Razorback football could use a functional offensive line. How about that? A functional offensive line. That's not asking too much. I didn't ask for wins. I didn't ask for glory. I'm not clamoring for championships. That's not what I'm doing. No, how about just some self-respect by way of an offensive line? You know what I'd really like most of all? This is an interesting opening monologue this morning. Ten minutes of conversation already. The real NWAJB, your boy Josh Bertuccini inside of the Bunker studio. You've obviously learned how to find this thing each and every morning. Live streaming across the universe. Digital radio, making it happen, interwebs, bringing us together. 
course, you can time shift it up, DVR it up, listen back to the show anytime you want. Or pieces you may have missed on your own time. I think sometimes you're just overall rooting for a little bit of clarity in your life, right? Lucidity, some perspective about where you are. That's one of the things I think the holidays brings to me each and every year is just a sense of where we were at the start of the year and where we got at the end of the year. There's something about that run through the calendar. It's grindy. It's long. Crows were right. Long December is how you feel at the end of it. Maybe this coming year will be better than the last one. Maybe. But for Arkansas Razorback Athletics, you know what I really wish for the most? I want transparency. Is that people are going to chuckle or spit the coffee back in their mouths as they listen to the show? Can we get a little more transparency from the Kremlin-esque operation that is the University of Arkansas Athletic Department? What, what are they so afraid of? What are they hiding from? What do they think we will do with the knowledge or information that they seem so reticent to share with us? I, I don't know. I don't know. But it does seem like the powers that be at the University of Arkansas, the bureaucracy, and the fan base are in two very different places. I mean, and they continue to head on trajectories that are miles and miles apart. I think a lot of that gets back to trust gets back to whether or not the fans feel included and like they matter. And with all the turmoil and all the problems, the hot mess that was the football team here really the last couple of years, but in particular this last season, I think fans, when I heard from them consistently in my line of work and interacting with folks on the air, off the air, what may have you, listeners, business owners, all of it, you wanted transparency. You wanted some some answers. You wanted a straightforward acknowledgement that this wasn't good enough. And I didn't think you ever really got that. It didn't feel like it to me. You know, there was no press conference with the athletic director. There was no Q and a where the media, right? The so-called media, I guess it's like me and, and I don't know who else, basically a lot of propagandists, but you know, there was never a chance to really do a give and take up there with Hunter Juracek. And so he might put out a little bit, Oh, I showed up on this, uh, you know, Kremlin created podcast here. That doesn't, that's not real talk. That's not transparency. Fans never got an explanation for what was going on behind the scenes during this debacle of a season. As it crumbled, as it fell apart, as everybody held their breath and tried to hold on for dear life. Did we ever really get an answer or a straight explanation for what was going on? No, we did not. Because they're not interested in that. I don't think they're remotely interested in it. I think as far as the University of Arkansas is concerned and the Razorbacks are concerned and, and the powers that be, the board of trustees, the money makers, all the rest of it, you know, we're a dime a dozen. Our voice is blowing in the wind. Right? We're, we're, we're Mr. and Mrs. And, and all that. Irrelevant. It doesn't matter what we think. They're going to do what they want to do. Okay. The disconnect that I continue to witness between Arkansas, talking the U of A here, and its fans is, is just remarkable. And it, and it needs to be rectified. I don't know if it's going to happen in this regime, because that's what it feels like is a regime. I don't know if it's going to happen with this athletic department, the way it's currently structured. But at some point here... In the near future, if you're going to get the fan base and support back on your side and not a short-term thing, like bring back the old coach you fired from you know, 12, 13 years ago for chasing the undergrads around, like that doesn't really do it for me. I mean, that, that hushed it up for a, for a week. I think people got pumped up for a week. Hey, this guy won some games in a previous lifetime. Okay. And that's your solution to Sam Pittman's ineptitude is to bring in a coach who's, you know, literally been around the country 20 times over in the last 10 years. All right. Transparency. That's what I would give to the Arkansas Razorbacks. Give us a little more clarity about what's happening. I think it would go a long way with the fans. And I don't know what you're so afraid of. All right. Um, 20 past the top of the hour. We're 15 minutes in. What do you want for Christmas? That's what I want to know. I'm doing some shopping in Razorback land here. Today, tomorrow, it's not too late. There's still deals to be had. What do you most want for your hogs? We'll talk about that some more. 
Get some thoughts out of you on the social media. Brad Stamps, head coach, Fayetteville High School, live on the show in 20 minutes. Jackson Collier, Rivals.com, talk some hog hoops in 40 minutes, and we'll do this thing till 8.30 or so this morning, and then we chop it up and we get you the podcast version by 9 a.m. So you got a lot of content these days, really more than ever, don't you? Let's take our first break in the morning. Josh Bernicini with you, Team B Media, Bunker Studio. Lots going on. Merry Christmas. We're coming right back. When it's time to feast down with your crew, you gotta go to Golden Corral, a family-friendly buffet chain featuring all-you-can-eat American food. They're open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. every weekday. Weekend starting that delicious breakfast buffet at 7.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. There's not a better location for a restaurant around. Right where Main Drive in Johnson meets College Ave in Fayetteville. GoldenCorral.com, online for the full menu. Golden Corral at 4507 North College Ave. Proud sponsor of JB's Arkansas Razorback coverage all season long. Hey folks, this is Matt Reese from Sign Studio. We are Northwest Arkansas's largest sign company and we can be there for any of your signage needs. I am so excited to be a part of JB's Razorback football coverage all season long. He is a Jets fan, but he's actually an okay guy too. When he asked me for help with business card show signs and marketing advice, I was there for him because that's what I do. I help people brand their businesses with the best sign production in Northwest Arkansas. Call me today, Sign Studio, 479-250-4844. When you want to make it a special night, make it a Herman's night. They've got the best baby back ribs in town, and their steak, mm, second to none. Barley, chicken, grilled salmon, you've got to see the menu for yourself. Herman's is located at 2901 North College Ave, right in the heart of Fayetteville. Their staff is super friendly, and their catering game is strong. See them on Instagram, at Herman's Rib House. For a great meal, it's Herman's in Fayetteville. If you don't know, now you know. When it's 5 o'clock, or you just want to blow off some steam, or maybe just see some familiar faces. Folks, I'm talking about Brewskies on Dixon in Fayetteville. It's been my favorite watering hole for a long time, and I think you'll love it too. Brewskies has an awesome array of beverages. They're located in the heart of Razorback land at 408 Dixon Street, and their staff, well, it's top-notch tremendous. Look for food nights from great local chefs as well. Follow on Instagram for more info at Brewskies Draft. Proud sponsor of The Real NWA, JB. When the game is in the books and the crowd heads home, it's time for the People's Post Game Show with JB. Streaming live on the Podbean app and YouTube at The Real NWA JB. 90 minutes of post game reaction to what just happened in your Razorback game. Calls, texts, and social media reaction, plus sound from the Hedgehog himself. It's the People's Post Game Show, 15 minutes after every Razorback game. Live on YouTube and Podbean, a TV media production. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at TheRealNWAJB.com. My friends, TV Media, our new production, can be heard in almost every state in this country already. I mean, you could hear it in all of them, just people choosing not to. Why is uh, Alaska so opposed to us? Why, why, is, uh, why is South Dakota so disinterested? Um, we got to keep getting those clicks. Appreciate it at all. Y'all spread the word. And um, we're doing it live every day. I love the nitpickiness. It's not 7 a.m. sharp. It's 7.03. It's 7.05. Once or twice, I think think it was like 7.07, 7.08. You know what the awesome thing is being your own boss is you get to decide when the show starts. I don't know if folks have been to a a rock and roll concert or a country show or anything before, but it doesn't start when you say it starts. Right? It doesn't. So just take a deep breath. It'll be there in a minute or two. And we'll make it happen. All right. Follow, listen, watch, subscribe. The real NWAJB across all social media. People's post game shows after every football, basketball, baseball game all year. And we got the play by play action coming your way around the corner, too. Question of the day today one gift for Arkansas Razorback Athletics. One gift. And what would it be? What in the world would it be? What would you give to the university? I ran through a lot of things I would give to them as we get responses into that question here today. 
Yesterday, Sam Pittman up at the podium with Eric Mateos, his new offensive line coach, as they talked up a number of transfers, Hogs making moves. Today, going to be the signing day deal. Arkansas expecting, what, 16 commits in all, which is not terrible by any stretch of the imagination. And uh, you you need the transfers right now bad. You need them in the door, and you need a lot of them. You don't have room to, to sit and wait. Uh, how about yesterday? Addison Nichols, Tennessee offensive lineman, 6'5", 330 pounds, played every regular season game for him last year, can play center and guard. You never know why somebody wants to transfer. You always wonder about the motivations, but that's exciting. That's a big body on the front line. And then you have yourself another item on the transfer side of it. How about this one? Georgia linebacker Xavier Sori. Wow. 6-3-2-20. Started two games for Georgia as a sophomore this last year. Couple tackles for loss, a sack, pass deflection. Number nine linebacker available in the transfer portal. These are important gets. Chris Crutchfield, in-state recruit, who decommitted from Arkansas last month. He's going to Missouri. Unfortunate but that's what's happening there. Scotty Thurman's daughter, Romani Thurman is coming to the university of Arkansas. That's awesome to play volleyball for the hogs. You got to love that. And what else? SEC Lane Kiffin gets a big money extension at Ole Miss. Guess he's going to hang around there for a while longer, uh, which wasn't even really a solution. And thank you for the call, Rod. And we'll talk soon. Okay. It was a short term move to try to quell the unease of Razorback fans after a debacle of a season. And I think on the other side of it, as you look into 2024, you're feeling like you're spending your tires. I don't think that fixed anything. Does anybody out there think Razorback football is fixed now? I don't think you feel that way. But you bring Petrino back and everybody gets nostalgic for a minute. Everybody gets all fired up. Everything's fine. It was just one bad year. It was a lot more than one bad year. You don't have a head coach, not a guy who can win games at this level. And you start to wonder too, as Rod alluded to there, how seriously this football program is taking itself. The University of Arkansas at the end of the day, do you expect to compete in football or have you already kind of resigned yourself? to not being one of those people. Um, other items as we work it through, we mentioned already, Arkansas Razorback basketball taking on Pauline Christian. I got the emails. I'm sure you did too. Plenty of tickets still available. Students out of town and folks just don't really, you know, race out to the games unless they feel it's a, uh, it's a significant opponent. We haven't quite gotten to the embracing of the hometown team in its own right yet, but that's okay. Maybe eventually Arkansas needs a win against anybody. This is an important game tomorrow night. Trying to figure out some point guard issues, trying to figure out some defensive issues. I think issues being the key word here. This Arkansas Razorback basketball team has a lot of them and you don't have a lot more time left for tune up. That's for sure. Abilene Christian tomorrow night, six o'clock, a little bit of a, the kids special on the earlier start. And then you have what UNC Wilmington nine days later on Saturday, the 30th. So you get that one on new year's Eve weekend. And then it's in the conference play a week after that right now, Arkansas Razorback basketball trying to fix a lot of persistent problems. And it seems like they haven't been able to make too much progress yet. Long way to go. This idea that, oh, they're just going to figure it out like every year. Do they figure it out every year? Well, last year's team was supposed to be a Final Four team, right? With the talent and all the lottery picks and stuff. They got to a Sweet 16. They were fortunate to get to one and then they got destroyed in a Sweet 16. Was that figuring it out? I guess if you make the NCAA tournament these days, given where the program was at for so long, you know, you're figuring it out. Okay. Okay. I think the, the hype for this team right now has clearly transcended the performance that we've seen from it out there on the floor. All right. We're over half an hour in. We need to hit a break. We're going to do that. When we come back, Brad Stamps, head coach, Fayetteville High School. Talk a little bit about his team's start to the year. 
get some thoughts on the season at large out of him with Jackson Collier set to join us inside of half an hour from now. Podcast platforms proliferating out there. Apple, Spotify, Google, however you make the show happen. Thanks for doing it. Quick timeout. We're coming back. So what we're going to do is we're going to shift gears right now. We're going to talk some high school basketball as we get into conference play here coming up around the corner. You got a lot of holiday tournament stuff going on right now, too. And of course, they've been one of the better programs in the state for a long time. And Coach Stamps, really nice to join us here on the show. He is on the tweets or the X or what may have you at Stamps 22 And Brad, I really appreciate a little time with you this morning. How you doing, Coach? I'm good, Josh. Thanks for getting me on here. Yeah. Well, look, it's been a minute. What's uh, what's good with you and your family? Everything going well? Give me a quick little update on Brad Stamps' universe. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, you know, I've got a grandson now, and it's the last time we talked. Wow. That takes up some time. Um, puts things in perspective, and looking forward to him coming into town this week and then spending a little Christmas time with him. And other than that, you know, just uh, yeah, so you're officially an old man now. You are grandpa, grandpa Brad. How old are you, coach? How old are you? I'm 53. Well, you're living right because you look a lot younger than that. 53 and grandpa, and then you got uh. I mean, obviously, you got uh, now a whole new world there, right? It's just, it's got, I don't don't know what that's like, but I I have a fantasy someday about being a grandparent, and some tell me it's the greatest feeling in the world. Is it close to true, or or what? Yeah, there's no doubt about that, It's, you know, what your day is, and what you're going through, and when you can FaceTime, and see the little guy, or spend a couple days with him, it's, uh, it's special. How about Fayetteville? Y'all had a huge year in football. I got to imagine the vibes in, in Purple Dog Land are strong right now, Brad. Yeah, that was fun. It was uh, those kids and Casey Dick and his staff and just being down there being a part of that uh, on the sidelines on Friday nights. Uh, watch that you know, team grow over here and just the excitement in our building has and our community had for, for that was was awesome. Uh, you know, we're still still celebrating some of that, to be honest. I imagine. How good is Drake Lindsay? I didn't get to watch him play this year. How good is he in uh, your eyes? You're, yeah, how good is he? He's really good. He, you know, a young man who each year kind of better. He's got a great OC and Jay Wilkinson. Those two very good in relationship. It's just day-to-day prep is you know his footwork and, and he i haven't seen a throw he can't make so I, I i look for him to be special at the next level as well mm. to basketball we go how about your team start of the season getting a lot of this uh tournament action in at the holidays give me some thoughts on your your hoops crew coach yeah we're off to 11 and 2 star uh, we played, looking up conference play last night at Northside. Uh, so we're going to in the conference. Um, we've been traveling, you know, it's November and December. It's over the time for us. We usually try to get away and, and play different styles and, and different teams and build some chemistry. And we played in the Jonesboro tournament first of December and played a team out of Bartlett, Tennessee, which is one of our two losses. They were really good, and then we hosted our first big chicken classic, the Shaquille O'Neal Big Chicken Classic, uh, last week. And mm. you know, we had teams from Texas, Oklahoma, and Missouri, uh, and so it's like a little bit of everybody, and feel like uh, that's going to set us up for for conference play. How deep are you? Uh, we we are deep, and you know it's, it's a blessing as well as a curse um, because you know we've got a lot of kids that can play in three two minute basketball game. It's it's sometimes it's hard to manage. Mm-hmm. You, know, you always feel like if you're not these kids are deserve to play, working hard on your game practice. But the other night, you know, can you say, well, 
we didn't get everybody in a game, and that's it's hard. Uh-huh. So kids, you know, they deserve to be on the floor. How do you, how do you manage yeah, that? Some of those things we have to manage. How do you manage that? I'm curious. It's got to be really hard. It, it's not easy, um, you know. And so just when you got kids that can play and you got confidence in them, um, you know, you try to try to give them opportunities when you can. Uh, you know, most most programs when they get into conference play, they've they've set the rotation. They've um, not that you can't mix that up as the season goes, but uh, we're always it's it's next man up. You know, we started the year we had some guys out with injury and some other guys step in their place and we played really well. You just wish that every night and every game you could do everybody in a car. Sometimes that's not reality. How many guys are you uh, actually like? How many guys are in your rotation? Seven, eight. Nine. Yeah, we're yeah, we're really in eight to nine. Okay, man, rotation. Okay, and your go-to couple of guys, seniors. Give me, give me a couple leaders, captains on this team, coach. Yeah, we we got two guys back. One was an all-state player the last two years. We're at games. A kid that's our leading scorer, and uh, he's fixing to go over the five point mark in a career here shortly. Um, another senior, Jaden, starts at point guard to us. He's all conference player the last two years. And then, you know, a kid like Rex Rusher, senior that comes off the bench and just a steady force. Mm-hmm. Senior Nigel Armstrong, kid, you know, competes. It's, it's hard to, it's hard not to have on the floor because of the things he brings. He's an invincible guy. It brings energy all the time. Do you have you know, we've some, got a young yeah. kid, sophomore, six, seven, sophomore, DJ Hudson. Yeah. How we play. Well, you can't teach six, seven. Yeah, sure. Right? So you'll take six, seven and work him into the rotation. Sounds like you got a uh, an interesting mix of players. What kind of defense? Is it man-to-man all the time, or do you mix it up a little, Brad? Yeah, we've always been... I would say 90, 95% man. But we do. I was on press and we act about it. And, and then we'll, you know, we do have a half quarter zone defense, but, you know, that's, you don't see that a whole lot. Most of it's that stubbornness out of everything else. <laughs> I can't talk you into a little Jim Beheim 2 3 here. He's not going to be persuaded in this conversation. So I'll leave that. Anyway, no, no, it's sleeping that length. Right? You know, we had him right. coaching maybe. Um, so you're obviously a contender. Give me some of the other best teams in the state. You mentioned you played a great team from Tennessee. How about some other contenders here in state you're keeping yeah. an eye on, coach? Yeah. I would say in our classification, Winter uh, Central is probably the best team in the state or one of the best teams in the state. And we got the Bowtang kid signed at Missouri, the top 10 mm-hmm. player in the country. Um, they've, their schedule so far, they've, they've beaten who I felt like were the best teams. And so, uh, you go right, and they're really good. They got a Robinson kid and they're well coached. Mm-hmm. And then in, in our league, and the father's really good. They're off with the star. Uh, they got really good guard play. Uh, Springdale, you know, playing state finals last year. Right. They got the same back. So, you know, it's there's a lot of good teams, um, you know, and just feel like our classification and even our state basketball is it's really good. That was a big win for you all at Northside last night. How good are they? You know, they've got a, had a coaching change. Coach Burnett uh, had stepped away and gone into athletic development. Hired Mackenzie Pierce, who was at Blyville last year and had success. And so it's the first year, and we just tried to, to build. Uh, if we can build blocks on his own personal touch on his team, and sometimes that takes a little time. Well, let's go in a second, Coach. Brad Stamps crushing it. Great spot. One of the best high school basketball coaches in the state. Guy who is uh, just an all-around basketball aficionado and uh, really appreciate his insight on the high school scene here. Coach, I got to imagine at practice with how deep Fayetteville High School is, and you talked about the competition for playing time, some of the most fun days you have, just watching your groups go five-on-five behind the scenes sometimes. 
Yeah, it is. It's on yeah. staff. You know, we get on the whiteboard, the ball practice. It's, it's fun to mix the teams up. Yeah. And, you know, three quality teams out there and mix the combinations. There's some things to try to keep it competitive. Any Kyle Adams settings at practice or no? He stays away. No, he'll he'll come by. Um, you know, yeah. I don't know. Every couple of weeks he'll come by. You know, he's he's back in it. He's he's volunteering uh, over at Woodland Junior High. Okay. So he's okay. he's coaching some students and eighth years, and uh, just trying to fill up his time when he's not on the golf course. You you know, those required or drink coffee. You ever get Ronnie to come through and chat him up a little bit? He's doing great work on the staff for the Hawks now, isn't he? He's, 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 yeah. 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 We probably not all quite often. What time was your game over last night, Brad? Well, we got home about 11.15. Okay, so. so that was my bad. I didn't realize your game was so late last night. I should not have. Uh, wait, no, so it's, it's You're all too good. nice. You're too nice. I should have booked you for a different day. You're a rock star to make this happen today, coach. I'm sure you're straight up exhausted right now, and you still found time for us, and that means a lot, okay? Brad, I think the world of you, buddy. I'm going to let you get out of here. We're going to put this up on our podcast here shortly after 8.30 today. So, uh Y'all can listen back to it later. I'm going to come and see a game here soon, okay, Coach? Thank you, Brad. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Josh. Appreciate what you do, brother. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you again soon, okay? Right. There okay. you go. He ripped it up. Coach, making it happen right after a game. I didn't even I didn't even know that. That was, that was absolutely classy of Coach to make that happen today. Cut him loose, and we'll get that up on the podcast as we promised, okay? 755. Here on the real NWAJB. Let's take an end to our break. We'll come back in five minutes. Our good friend Jackson Collier joins us. Talk some more about this Arkansas Razorback basketball team. Getting ready for Abilene Christian tomorrow night. And then trying to work on some issues internally as they take it through the holidays. Josh Bertaccini here and you there. And we're having some fun with it for once in this life. One gift you would give to the Arkansas Razorbacks. If you could, what would it be? We're coming right back on Team B Media. On the square in Fayetteville, Hugo's is an institution. A basement burger den with a funky vibe. Great food, casual American eats, and a big-time beer selection as well. Check out Hugo's every day of the week except Sunday. Open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. See their delicious food game online as well in pictures at Hugo's Fayetteville on Instagram. When you want a great meal in an awesome location, it's Hugo's on the square in downtown Fayetteville. Hey! Hey guys, it's Brian Small. I'm the owner of Gravity Design Labs, a proud sponsor of JB's new show. When he needed help with his big rebrand, I was the first person he called, and he still talks about my design work every day. Well, the truth is, I can help you with your project too. From high quality graphic design work to branding new businesses or rebranding an existing business to web design, social media, marketing, and more. See my stuff for yourself on Instagram at Gravity Design Labs, and don't be afraid to reach out. I'm a diehard Razorback fan too. Go Hogs! If you need help in a difficult situation, reach out to Mock Legal Solutions. They have a passion for family law, and they will always be in your corner. Listen to their core principles. Affordability, accessibility, convenience, and results. Mock Legal Solutions of Fort Smith. Real advice at a reasonable price. Call or text 479-769-1505. Or email mocklegalsolutions at gmail.com. Folks, thank you so much for making our new program, The Real NWA JB, part of your daily routine already. Live at 7 a.m. every morning, Monday through Friday for 90 minutes, talking Razorbacks and everything else in the wide world of sports. We do the show live on the Podbean app, and you can too, by using Bluetooth in your car or at home. We work on smart speakers, podcasts available anytime you want, Spotify, Apple, and more. It's The Real NWA JB, there for you, the people. Appreciate you listening. If you can, do us a favor and tell a friend too.
intense party rentals. Whether you're planning a catered affair, corporate event, town festival, wedding, or a banger backyard party, you've come to the right place. Rain or shine, indoors or out. Intense party rentals. Arkansas's finest tent and party rental company. Call us at 479-231-8568 or see our stuff on Instagram at Intense Party Rentals. Pig Suey. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at TheRealNWAJB.com. So our guy Jackson Collier, so regular all over the hoopage as a Razorback basketball aficionado and for Arkansas Rivals on Twitter, at Jackson Collier. JC, you ready for Christmas? Always ready for Christmas. It's my favorite time of the year. Are folks in Michigan acting a little nicer, a little warmer, a little kinder than usual? Can you notice that? Oh, yeah. You know, people actually aren't that mean. Um, they're northerners. Things are a little bit different. They're mostly very, very nice. They're northerners, but they're Midwestern northerners. There's a difference, you know? Than northeast right. and midwest so no those northeast guys i tell you what you can just th- throw them in the garbage bin they're just not even worth the hassle you know what i'm saying these new jersey guys just leave it alone um no oh, yeah especially ones that went to syracuse i mean oh my goodness that's just like non-starter non-starter so basketball um perplexing right now lips come almost beat them it was little rock I don't know if you had a chance to watch that game. I'm thinking you did. That was very strange, JC. Well, I definitely watched it. Uh, same problems they've had all year. Well, I didn't know if you had access to SEC plus 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 where you are. I didn't know, so I didn't. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We, we make it work. We make it work. So yeah, same problems. We got some disconcerting themes and trends with this team, don't we? Yeah, they. Uh, there's no consistency with how they defend screens. I, I don't know what they're trying to do. It's almost like there's confusion where they're supposed to go over, go under on individual ball screens. Edge is never there. The help is always late. Um, seems like when teams drive baseline, um, we're trying to force baseline on purpose. I can give it to them so that Felton's eye can rotate over and stop on the baseline. That almost always leads to an open corner three or an open layup on the basket. Station is bad defensively. Uh, it's just really, really not good defensively right now, which is uncharacteristic of an Eric Musselman team. Then on the other side of the ball, offense stagnates. I mean, you had you had two points over the last six minutes of the game, and that's how Lipscomb ended up coming back. A twenty-one to two run. And then you miss a free throw. You give them two looks for the tie at the end. I thought for sure one of those bad boys was going down. Must say, and afterwards, JC, oh, the zone didn't bother us. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. He had difficulty getting. The zone's bothered them for four years. The zone has bothered them throughout his entire tenure. You stole my thunder. Well said. Now, look, most people don't play zones. I get it. So why would you practice against the zone very often? But Lipscomb breaks it out. And all of a sudden, Arkansas, I mean, they made some threes, don't get me wrong, but things stagnated and it forced some turnovers. And all of a sudden, you forced Jalen Graham and Makai Mitchell to turn into passers and playmakers in the middle. I don't know. If I'm another SEC team and I saw that, I'm thinking about mixing a little 2-3 against Arkansas in conference play in a couple weeks. Absolutely. And, you know, I have multiple points to make to what you just said. You said it's going to hit some open shots, which they did. But fortunately for Arkansas, Lipscomb missed a ton of wide open looks. I mean, Arkansas gave them plenty of wide open looks from three, and they just missed. Um, and that's concerning. Continue. Yeah, moving continue. forward. Yeah. I mean, and, and look, give me more on the zone. What do you make of that? Because again, Musk trying to brush it off. It sounds like you and I weren't buying it. You know, my frustration with the zone and, and what it has been for a few years now is that that's what players learn how to play basketball against from elementary to middle school and even some high school. Like you finally start seeing more straight man at high school. That's like a very fundamental, um, basic basketball concept. If you run a really good zone, it can be very deadly. 100%. I mean, Syracuse, Jim Beheim won national championship with it. But I guess my frustration is playing against it. How... How are players not prepared to to break it? I mean, the, the easiest way to break a zone, I mean, maybe easier said than done, is just attack the middle, force defense to collapse, have a backdoor cut, yep. or pass back out. Yeah. Um, 
it's just it hasn't worked. It looks like they're confused about how it works. Like if they run side to side until there's eventually passing lane, you can't just wait for passing lane because the zone is designed for guys to be able to cover their area. And then you get to five seconds on the shot clock, and now you don't know what to do, right? Because you got two defenders. And then you just waste on them. Yeah. You have a drive and a yeah. turnaround ice. Jackson, you couldn't be speaking more to my heart than you are right now. I'm coaching my uh, my kids under nine team. All right, my daughter and son are playing on the same team, and we're playing a two three zone to start. And I had a debate with one of the parents about should we be playing man or two three. I'm like, why don't we start with a zone and covering space on the floor, and then we'll worry about switching on screens later. I'm so with you when you said it's a fundamental kind of defense. You can build off of it. And you should be more used to playing against it. So I, I don't really know what's going on there. Let, let's cut to the chase. The point guard deficiencies are glaring right now. L. Ellis looked like the guy early on this year, and he's kind of gone off a cliff in terms of production. Debo's not a true point. Layton Blocker's not a true point. Keon Menefield's jumping into the flow here, you know, at the end of December. He's probably the guy, huh? What do you think about the point guard situation for Arkansas right now? I honestly think have a lot of thought. Um, L. Ellis, first of all, I think he doesn't have confidence right now, and I think the short leash that he's being given is not helping that out. He played very well against Duke. He's shown really good flashes. There have been times where he has not looked good at all, and I think some players are able to play through that, and some aren't. I don't think that L. Ellis is one of them. And I think that hurts his confidence. I think that hurts the point guard position. Mm-hmm. Devo, you're correct, is not a natural point guard. So I think you have truly uh, Layden Blocker and L. Ellis are your two truest point guards. But I don't really think Ellis or even Minifield is a true point guard. Minifield can play that spot, but he's probably the best suited to play it on this roster, but he still is a score first guard. Uh, he might be point guard in terms of size. He's pretty small. He has quick ball handling skills. He's really good. And he can facilitate. He facilitated at Washington as a true freshman, but I still just see him as more of a true scoring threat. And with a team that has so many scoring options, with Tremont Mark, with Caleb Battle, with Jalen Graham, even Trevin Brazil. Um, they need a guy who can facilitate and break down defense. Who is that going to be? We haven't really seen anybody do it. I don't know if Minifield is the answer. I don't know if Walker can t- can step up and do that. Um, Ellis has shown it in flashes, but between those three, someone needs to step up. I don't know if it's even possible to turn Tremont Markin like a, J- a JD Note like combo point guard, but may- I mean maybe that's an option too. Is it is it salvageable? Do you think this team can still be a a sweet 16 type contender, or are we seeing so many structural flaws? It's going to be an achievement just to make the tournament. I think, you know, you have Eric Musselman. He's, he's a great coach, but no one's denying that. I think looking at this roster, it's not as well constructed as everybody thought going into the season, but it, I would say it is salvageable, but there are so, so many things I need to work on. Um, and some of them are even basic. Uh, like fundamental things, uh, upside, all that sort of stuff. I led the show with. If you can fix those, which you would think they would be able to, because of the basic. That's like sort of a, a good thing about the issues is that they're they're not overly complex issues. They should be fixable. But the issue arises that when you you're playing Lipscomb, you're playing these low major, mid major teams, and they're taking it to you and exploiting these. What happens when you open conference play against Auburn and go to Florida or wherever you play in the in these early conference games? What what happens then if these issues still arise? You're not going to win. Florida just beat Michigan in overtime on a neutral court last night. I told you. Auburn I, is t- I, I, took to Indiana on a neutral court, put up over 100 points. Like, it's just not looking great. I told you Michigan wasn't very good this year. I mean, they're not great, but it's still impressive for Florida rebuilding and having so many new pieces themselves. Agreed. Turning the no, agreed. Agreed. You know who's not good, but very good this year either is uh, is Duke. I think Arkansas exposed them. Goodness gracious. And the, the issue being that's exactly what Arkansas needed not to happen because that's its one good win. Right. And you needed them to not fall like they have. You're absolutely right. All right, JC, how did that riff for let you go? Christmas lights in Michigan compared to Christmas lights in Arkansas. Do you see as many people with lights on the houses or no? Give me a quick thought on that and I'll let you go. 
so far, I haven't seen a ton of Christmas lights. I don't know if I'm looking in the wrong areas, but uh, haven't been a ton. You know, you can drive around in Little Rock and even Northwest Arkansas too, and there's whole neighborhoods lit up. Yeah, I remember as a kid uh, driving in Little Rock on Cantrell, the Osborne House, and everything was lit up. Um, he, I remember year round, he had the two big flags, and then Christmas time, he had all the lights, and then I think the city made him give them away, and he gave them to Disney World. But uh, yeah, not as many Christmas lights up here. Well, Jackson, you're bringing that light to Michigan anyway, and we appreciate the uh, the efforts you make on this show every week. It's been great to have you here. We're only four months in. It feels like longer than that, doesn't it? But you've been a huge part of this on Wednesdays. Uh, love talking sports, music, whatever with you. Merry Christmas to you and the lady and the family. Obviously taking a little downtime next week, but when we catch up again here in two weeks, my friend, it's going to be the future. It's going to be 2024. It's crazy. Thank you for everything, That's Casey. absolutely craziness. We'll see you next year, okay? Thanks for everything, buddy. Merry Christmas. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on. Good right. to you. too. Jackson Collier, what a nice part of the show he's been. As we get set to wrap this bad boy uploaded show today, Brad Stamps outstanding spot early on as we got to catch up with the head coach from Fayetteville High School for a little bit. Jackson Collier on some Razorback basketball in full circle. We talked a lot about Christmas season. What's the gift you'd most like to give to the Arkansas Razorbacks this year? Maybe have them give it back to you. A lot of write-in votes today. We left it open-ended for baseball. Win the whole damn thing. And that talk at a Nate, certainly on the phones here today. Good to hear that. Out of him, Tyler goes baseball too. Rod early on today, wishing for a decent football coach. I mean, look, some of these wishes sound almost unrealistic. I don't think that one's asking too much at all. Uh, more wins out of Vanessa on the Facebook page. Chucky baseball world series too. a lot of folks thinking Dave Van Horn and baseball program. And then I go back to what I said at the top of the show today. How about some more transparency? Is that asking too much for the powers that be at the U of a to make the fan base feel a little more included in what's going on? Just give them some more insight and um, maybe not, you know, hide from the masses all the time under that shroud of secrecy. But it is what it is, and it's Christmas season, and we're all going to do it the, the way we want to do it, right? With our own Santa Claus vibes, Mr. and Mrs., as the case may be. On that note, I think we're going to wrap this bad boy up. We're not done yet this week. Tomorrow, Abilene Christian in town, 6 o'clock, Arkansas. Oops, in action. So we'll uh, we'll discuss that and hear from us tomorrow morning, game tomorrow night, and then Friday, of course, wrapping up the week and getting you all set. Christmas break. Christmas coming up on Monday, just five days away. For the whole Team B Media crew, live from the Bunker Studio, your boy Josh Bertaccini saying thank you so much for listening. Podcast in a bit. Have a fantastic Wednesday, y'all. We'll see you tomorrow.